he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Hi everyone, another journey, and today we are talking to a 32-year-old author, transformational coach, as well as a financial advisor, retirement planner, and as a financial advisor, he's in the Times newspaper for one of the top advisors in 2021. He's currently ranked as the 16th top player in the UK for weight, um, and it's a 73 kilos in judo judo which is you 73 kilograms in judo as well as being in the gb master squad veterans and he's also a member of mentor which means he's got the iq in the top two percent of people and it sounds like how i was in school when i read this but he was however expelled from a private school for poor behavior now i wasn't expelled i was suspended but <laughs> <laughs> i know i was bad I've he's also acquired qualifications, life coaching, psychology, and counseling. And I let him tell more about himself. I welcome our guest today, and I hope I get this right. Jevon. Jevon. Jevon, Jevon, Jevon. I've had it all, mate. I've had it all. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome welcome to the journey. Thank you, David. Um, yeah, so really, you've, you've introduced me fairly well there in respect of I've got a number of things going on. Uh, I'm an yeah. author, as I've said, uh, or as you said, rather, I've got a book out that is about becoming a person of value and mm. becoming your best self, because in order to become your best self, there's a number of things that you need to, to do. You know, you need to be able to set goals. You need to be able to master your psychology. You need to be able to understand your mentality. You need to be able to be in the right place spiritually, etc. So that's what the book is essentially about. Mm. I also do... Uh, transformational coaching off the, off the back of that to help people ask themselves the right questions and put themselves in the right position moving forward. I'm a retirement planner, as you said, as well. Um, so that's for people 55 and over predominantly, but we do deal with people younger than that in terms of investment. So going to the very, very, very beginning, when you were in school, it said you was in school, but you got expelled for poor behaviour. Is that... Just because you just want was one of those students who didn't adapt to schooling? It's a difficult one, David, isn't it? Because it's it's very easy to to look back at things from my point of view now, mm. where I know a lot more about behaviour, about psychology, etc. But it's very difficult to understand my thought process at that point in time from that standpoint, doesn't it? Because mm. the question of well, why was I uh, that way was it under stimulation was it that I didn't enjoy school was it that I just didn't have the right attitude what was it was it a combination of those things was it one of those things two of those things or none of those things <clears throat> so yeah I went to uh I was in state school so normal normal school school <clears throat> excuse me and I was naughty there even I was thrown off the bus for throwing things out of the window I had to actually go to school with the headmaster uh, for a week so I was missing my bus going in earlier in and coming back later with the headmaster now obviously that's not a great position to be in and obviously because I was quite smart my parents decided to see if I would get into private school so on I went did the exam obviously got in given uh, my relative IQ and 
three years later, I was thrown out for poor behaviour. Report ver various things, really. And what I really came to realise a lot later on in life is that it's not just about your IQ. It's about how you apply yourself and the mentality and the goal setting and what direction you've got. <clears throat> so what I started to to work on is the softer skills, the as we've talked about, the aptitude, the mentality, or attitude rather, and how to utilise that together in order to get the best results moving forward. Because what you don't want to be is a fish climbing a tree or you don't want to be a tree that never fills its potential. So that's what I'm trying to do by having all of these avenues and working towards my future self. Yes. So I assume because... I don't know. I understood from my point of view when I was in school that being picked on is because they look at you differently because they treated, tended to treat people who were stronger or weaker differently. I feel bullies and I feel like, you know, as a way of coping, you was disruptive. And I feel that's why I was disruptive because I was easily led by peer pressure. And even though I I had a few friends. I didn't have any true, true friends. I mean, I wasn't really bullied, so it wasn't necessarily yeah, that. But, but, <laughs> the fact, but the fact is, you, uh, with your example, it feels like adaptation was, you know, you're not bullied, but the adaptation was there where you were struggling. That's how I pick it up. And... I just think it, it was a case of, again, if I'm looking back now, it's very difficult to understand at that position. I just found school wasn't interesting enough or stimulating enough because it's just yeah. basic subjects. There's not anything that's abstract, and, you know, philosophy, psychology at that, at that younger age that really would have got me interested. Yeah, because and there I... were some subjects that, yeah, I was I was good at. And obviously, you know, being that level of IQ, I still got good grades, even without revision and, and stuff. But I... I don't think I was coached well at school. Um, mm. I'm more of a carrot person than a stick person. You know, I need a carrot to chase rather than being mm. hit by the stick. And I feel that, especially school back in, not that I'm that old, but it was a lot more stick than than carrot. <laughs> well, I remember leaving school 22 years ago, and yeah, it was a lot of sticks being poked in the way. So I understand how British education as a whole, you know, it had its flaws, and like you said, it didn't have anything stimulating to yeah. keep people focused. Very mundane, you know, if you think of comparing school to real life. You know, in, in school, you're meant, not meant to cheat. You're not meant to work together. When actually in real life, you cheat, and I don't mean cheat by, uh, you know, cheating on tests or cheating people. I mean that you you you've, you can research information and use it. You also work together with people to get a common goal. But at school, they teach you not to liaise with each other, not to to, to research stuff, because yeah. that's incorrect. Yeah. When actually, I think that's a very bad way to, to teach kids, because in the real world, as I said, we need to work together. And if I if I was you know in charge of school, I would say, look, all the mock tests work together. You ask each other what the question and, and converse together, because we would learn better by actually discussing ideas and, and really imprinting that rather than just reading something. I know obviously there's different types of ways to learn, vision, auditory and kinesthetic, fine. But discussions everyone learns. And for, for some people who weren't really as good at school, um, as I said, I was I was fine. 
in that respect. It helps people to work together and and and, and work towards a common goal, which, as I said, is a skill that you use outside of outside of school in real life. Yeah, and it's like when you do have your education now in school and in any country, the skills that you learn. I think America's got it, you know, spot on, but because they've got trade schools, but. You haven't got anything in England or anywhere in the UK, and this is not me being derogative about how the system works in any way, because I know they've got their own reasons for it. But the skills you learn, the basic skills, you don't need input into everyday jobs. Yes, I you think, use. Well, I think yes, I think you do. I think that you do, but then at the same time, there's a subject I did in school, and I was thinking, where does this come into a job if I wanted? to be a train driver for example and it was a course called design technology graphic products and i was thinking how does a graphic product qualification get you to be a train driver well i think the reason that they have such a variety of topics is to give you a base level of understanding of how things mm. operate um, and also to see where you're going to excel because unless you do these things you, you know for, yes for you you know you want to be a train driver or whatever it's going to be but for someone else who hadn't been exposed to graphic design or woodwork, and then they do that thing, and then they are actually exceptionally good at it, then that will allow them to become that later on. Um, so I, I think school has its positives, of course, because mm. I think you know people say, where do I use maths? You use maths every day, whether you think about it or not. You use time management. You use um, maths in just basic, and even if you're counting money, you know, there's there's lots of ways that you use things. English yeah use it in emails you use it in speaking um yes there's more niche areas that you probably don't but um it does help you give you a basic understanding of how things operate but i just think there is a, a hole in the education system that is massively lacking that could help people become much better versions of themselves yeah so do you think there should be more ways of and i'm not saying it will happen we've got colleges and universities but do you think there should be a middle road where you can have like a trade school well they do do that don't they because it's apprenticeships yeah but they don't call it but it's not you know do you think apprenticeship is always a good thing do you think that it's got its flaws like normal education I think everything's got its pros and cons, doesn't it? You know, yeah. friendships are very good because you're learning on the job. You start very early and, you, and you're learning the trade directly from someone who's who's been there and done it. Negatives are obviously you're not getting paid a huge deal, but you're learning skills that can help you longer term. So I think everything does have their positives and negatives. University's got some positives and negatives. Everything does. And it's good to keep the positives, but also address the negatives. And I don't mean address them in terms of focus on them it, it's more to do with improving upon something so you find areas of improvement yeah, yeah. as with anything in life don't look at yourself as weak or or having issues you look at areas that you can improve upon because yeah. there's two types of, of weaknesses or areas of improvement there are related and unrelated weaknesses so if you're a tennis player you've got a great serve you've got a great forearm or forearm and you've got a terrible backhand but you're also very bad at maths. The backhand is a related weakness or related area of improvement. And the maths is irrelevant to, to your primary goal of being a tennis player. So we need to split out what is relevant and what is not relevant. You know, So if you're uh, um, uh, a 
coach or your podcast host or whatever, you need you have communication skills, you have time management, you have networking. They are obviously relevant skills that need to be addressed and improved. But then the stuff, as we said, you know, physics. You know, maybe physics isn't something that you need to uh, really have a huge grasp on. But but yeah, it's very specific and bespoke, uh, depending on who you are and, and what you're trying to achieve, essentially. And you go in your bio, what it says you like to learn and you're constantly learning about interesting ideas and topics. So the ideas, you're always looking for new ideas, how to improve all the time, I assume, from that, because you said already that you like to think of new ideas. So these ideas you put into <laughs> mind and... <laughs> Do you practice those ideas? Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, it's not just ideas of how to improve that I look at. Um, I enjoy um, pieces that are going to make me think critically. So whether that's philosophy, whether that is hermetic principles, whether that is spirituality, whether that is history and questioning what in history is correct and what maybe isn't correct. So there's, there's loads of stuff that, you know, the pyramids, as, as an example, the pyramids that were built in Giza are incredible in terms of they've got the speed of sound, the speed of light. They've got the distance of the sun, the distance of the moon, the speed of light, speed of sound, uh, true north, uh, golden ratio, pi. And it's an eight sided pyramid as well. And it's it maps out Orion's belt and the solar system. So. That's very interesting to understand how that's created. And obviously, I think that history doesn't really account for how civilizations were able to to create such a thing. Um, because obviously, if we think about cavemen and all this kind of stuff, and I'm not saying cavemen, you know, that's never necessarily in line with that. But I think there's a hole in history as to where uh, knowledge was. And, you know, if you look back to Alexandria Library, etc., where is that information now? Is it in the Vatican? Has it been burnt? Is it is it hidden? But we don't know. Um, but it's mm. questions. I enjoy thinking about things in that respect. Deep questions and 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 po- pondering over um, over ideas essentially. And that is what I always say is what it like to be known. The two percent always like doing is thinking all the time and questioning, not existence per se, but just questioning and the unusual what people would not automatically assume and yeah. i thought there's always things i've always questioned myself like about the cosmos yeah now now i've watched carl sagan's cosmos and i find what he says to be true but then when you watch later series with other people and i think why are they talking about something completely different when carl sagan already said it like this yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it, to have ideas, but science cannot be proved above its hypothesis. So, you know, if, if you think, oh, everything science said I believe today, 50 years ago, someone else said that. And, you know, some of those ideas were correct, some were incorrect. You know, we thought that protons were the smallest sense to quark. We didn't know, understand about quantum physics with the double slits experiment, where when you observe something, it changes. They didn't know about particle entanglement. And now, from, from my standpoint... I believe that science proves that there is a creator because if you think about your phone in your pocket, is that randomly created or is that something that's created naturally? Yeah. Or by design. It's design, isn't it? Because it has to be because everything has a function. Same with the universe. You know, there's planets, there's solar systems, there's nature, there's seasons, there is 
uh, uh, food chains. There is uh, DNA, you know, deoxyribonucleic acid. There is structures within the body, you know, circulatory system, digestive system, the brain. It all functions. There are chemicals. There are uh, there are so many things that have specific, like even gravity is nine point eight one newton meters squared. All of these things are, you know, science basically says, oh, this is nine point eight one meters squared. That is a constant. If something's designed, it generally has constants, lots of constants that all work together, and that's exactly what Earth and, and the universe does and you know scientists say it came from a big bang well what created the big bang first question second it's ever expanding the universe okay what's it expanding into Hmm. because there has to be something on the other side doesn't it if something's expanding into something what's on the other side these questions are not answered yet and and these are the things to think about because we can design something we can design a car we can design a house and we can design things that actually design things. You know, CAD CAM is an example, you know, partially AI and stuff. It's the same thing. If we can do that, do we not think that someone created us can do something as, as, as complicated as that? I think it's very naive for people to to try and, yes, let's take religion out of it because religion is a separate conversation altogether. But in terms of something that's created us as human beings and, and as a civilizations, um, definitely there is something out there that has done. Um, you know, it's not necessarily in the vein of, a, a white man in a beard uh so to speak uh in the clouds but there is definitely something out there and as i said i think that it's um very naive to believe that there is something otherwise but i think the reason that people think that is because they uh they correlate religion with that to the black well, we don't believe in parts of religion which means that whole creative shit's bullshit well, actually, you can separate those out and say, well, yes, let's say you don't agree with the stories of Moses and Jesus and, and other religions as well. But they are the, obviously they're the main three religions, aren't they? Yeah. Hinduism and um, sorry, uh, Christianity, Judaism and Islam. They are the Abrahamic religions. And actually, interesting point is that they all are all really the same religion. They believe in the same story, but with different parts. So Judaism is up to up to Jesus, isn't it, really? Then, then Christianity believe that part, but with Jesus as well. And then Islam, they believe Jesus existed as well, but then Muhammad came along. So it's the same story, but they believe different parts. So yeah, that means to me that or says to me that yeah, if we take away your understanding of this of a story or they the story and look at the facts and fundamentals, there is a there is an agreement with all religions pretty much. That there is something a higher power there that that knows right from wrong, um, and we inherently know that as well because and, we have got instinct and we pick up on uh, um, uh, things around us, you know. Um, and that is that instinct is that us being told we don't know, you know, we can't prove that necessarily. Yeah. So going into modern times, like into now and how we see things now do you think it's getting better with the understanding or do you think it's still that because of the way we was as children do you think it's still stagnant um it's getting better and it's getting worse at the same time uh if that makes sense i think some things are getting better like technology but i also think that as a collective our um closest to nature etc is going backwards um, you know we're on our phones we don't really socialize as we used to you know if you go if you see concerts now instead of everyone really enjoying themselves everyone's got their phone up and you see lights <laughs> everywhere so so we're getting 
out of contact really with what's really important. So yeah, I would say that there are positives and negatives to where things are going. Um, but yeah, I think there are probably equal positives and negatives for honest, but they are very big in either in, in either camp. Yeah, because I remember back in the day, and you probably seen it as well on videos as well. But one time when you was at concerts, it used to be ca- lighter sailed in the sky yeah. if it was a concert. Yeah. Now you see the lights off the cameras on the phones. It's like yeah. we're not taking pictures, but and I'm thinking it doesn't give the same push and feel same feeling as if you're holding lighter up. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily just the comparison of the light and the light. It's it's saying that instead of being there in the moment and enjoying the moment with people around you, you are recording it to show people at the other side of the world how much fun you're having when you're actually not having that much fun because you're looking at your phone, you're watching the same guy on your screen that you could be watching in front of you. Yeah. When and he's right there. And it's a snapshot of people just saying, look, so, and I'm not condoning social media because I use social media as well as, well as you do, but it's just showing people like, this is my life and this is what I want you to read about my life. It's no longer writing it in a diary, for example. It's writing it on Facebook or writing it on Twitter or Snapchat. Now, don't get me wrong, you get to meet many friends and connect with many friends through these mediums but i just feel like what happened to the old traditional way of and i've always said it what happened to the day where you used to have face-to-face contact but as per the law of gender and spirituality or law of duality whatever you want to say there's equal and opposites yin yang so for every positive there is on social media keeping in touch with friends sharing information um speaking with people on the other side of the world um at, at a whim you know you can call them you can facebook them you can snapchat instagram whatsapp whatever you want for all those positives there are negatives as well there has to be nothing is just positive and nothing is just negative from those you know people have pride people try and show their best life and actually they're 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 not happy inside people have got jealousy because of it um you know people have lust um they have envy and all these sorts of things that how can we minimize the risks of that and still get the benefits of social media because you can't just get rid of something for the negative just because of a negative necessarily because you know otherwise you get rid of cars because of an accident yeah you have to look at the positive versus negatives and say well how can we reduce the negatives while keeping as much of the positive as possible um and i think that's obviously how humans develop you know because you know to keep in the example of the car you know we invented seatbelts and we invented airbags and we invented you know other other parts of the 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 frame of the car the chassis that keep you safe um and and essentially that's to try and minimize any fatalities but also keep the transport essentially (laughs) um so going to the future would you say better worse the same or getting better understanding in, in what sense just how life is progressing do you think we're progressing for the towards that better goal of understanding where we were like 20 years ago or... well i think it's down to individuals because individuals pass on information and share information like your podcast or other podcasts people have ideas they prove the ideas and they share the information so we need to take it upon ourselves individually so yourself, David, me, other people to to improve things 
for everyone else to enjoy. Yeah, because it's not a case of, oh, how society going to work? If you take it up on your own back or other people do, then society will inevitably get better. Um, but as I said, I think there are going to be positives and negatives moving forward. Technology will increase, improve. That's going to maybe take some jobs away. Um, which, but then that gives you more free time, I suppose, you know, et cetera, to, to do other things that you enjoy. But then there are other disadvantages, you know, identity. People don't know what they are, male, female. They don't know what their interests are. They don't know what where they stand. So I think there are a lot of things that, that could improve, but it's, it's, it's a case of tackling the hurdle when you get there, isn't it? You know, you can't always foresee what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we didn't foresee COVID, yeah, happening. Um, and we adapt off the back of that. Hence why we're doing obviously virtual stuff, because before then there was a there was a lot less virtual stuff. Um, there was still a lot of stuff, but not as much as maybe there was or there is since since COVID, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. So so yeah. And the pandemic, I know for a fact, it brought people closer together because that's the only way of being physically close. Like because I remember when I did radio shows, you used to go up to people and interview them. Now you got to do it either for, for, for mediums like Zoom or whatever. So I do understand that things had to adapt quickly for, you know, when COVID was at its highest point. And even though it's dying down, and I'm not saying it's completely gone because it's still there, it's, it still exists. I just believe people rely on Zoom more so to do things than they have done or they don't really do major meeting face-to-face so virtual things like this does help yeah i think it, as, as you said you know or as we both said essentially that social media has its benefits because this is still a form of social media hmm. you know and it will um, be shared on various social medias like youtube and everywhere later but well, this is it so so there are benefits to that but again how can we keep the benefits and reduce any negatives you know, over dependence and that's down to individuals as well you know mm-hmm. society can't be responsible for everything we have to take it upon ourselves for things you know because you know let's say for alcohol alcohol and, and cigarettes everyone knows they're bad for you you society does what it can to tell people but it's down to you to actually take that on board um so so for me i think it's a case of you mentioned the future there um we need to individually and collectively visualize a future that we want to work towards and then actively make that happen because otherwise it's a case of aiming for new york or not aiming for new york and ending up in team book two if you aim for new york you get to new york so as an individual you know i've got my aims in in terms of business in terms of personal life in terms of judo etc and the same should go for the world as well. The only the only issue I've got with that is that a lot of the time the world is getting pushed in a direction we don't we the people don't want because of the elites and uh, uh, Davos and the Work and Economic Forum and, and 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 certain families that are pushing the world in a direction that we don't necessarily want. But again, we have say in that by pushback, um, mm. and that's exactly what's going to happen at some point. So to conclude, what would you say? to people watching listening now for the future as well as now what would you want to say to them well just keep visualizing your future you know work out what it is you want and work towards that don't think about what you don't want think about what you actually do want and work towards that you know instead of i don't want to be single think of i want a relationship and then you can act 
on, on, on the back of that. Because life, although it's probably not going as well as you want it to, think about five years ago. Where were you five years ago? Maybe five years ago, you wanted to have the job you've got now. Maybe you wanted the relationship you're in now. Maybe you wanted the kids that you've got. Maybe you wanted to start this podcast or be a guest on a podcast that you that you didn't do five years ago. So have gratitude for what's come uh, come before and have faith of where you're going to be in the future and work to, to uh, with that uh, to ensure that you are giving something back uh, to the world and yourself. Wow, that's great. And thank you for sharing your journey with us today. And let's hope people will grasp the understanding and understand where you come from with your views and understand that not everything's black and white. There is colour elements into that's how I describe it because I know it's very black and white how people tend to think and most generations like to think black and white but it's not black and white. There is hope. and there is success for them if they put their mind to it in the nicest way (laughs) thank you thank you That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging. Hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.